Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well this morning. For those of you I don't know, my name's Todd. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm really excited that you're here today uh, worshiping uh, with us. Um, I uh, want to go ahead and apologize in advance if today um, is maybe not lucid because I arrived at 1 a.m. to my house uh, after being in Belize for a week. And uh, along with many of our Belize team who are here, I'm going to ask them to stand real quick. Those of you who are in Belize this week serving on mission. Way to go, guys. Awesome. You guys can be seated. Um, Alex Pastilli was also in the first service, and we didn't expect you guys to make it to the first service. Uh, there, were a few, <laughs> there were a few that went on to other places and a few who are sleeping, and God will forgive them. We won't, but God will forgive them. <laughs> We're glad that you're here this morning. Today, um, we have a special day here at Hilton Head Island Community Church because we are going to be coming around the communion table, and we do this every so often here, and today we is uh, one of those days where we will be joining together as a church family, and we will be receiving and partaking communion together. Now, um, it was a week ago that those of, uh, those of you who just stood, um, we took communion together and we received communion together. Um, we were, it was last Sunday, actually, and we were in Belize. We were at a place called Barton Creek Caves, and we had just gone cave canoeing. It was our R&R day after a long travel day. And we um, took communion together. Our team leader, John and Sue Eve, were there. And so it was the 16 of us from Hilton Head Island Community Church and two others. And um, I was so excited that day to um, take communion together and receive communion together because I knew that the way that we were going to do this is that we would stand in a circle. And part of the reason that I was so excited about doing that was because I was so looking forward to serving my 10-year-old daughter communion for the first time. Now, she's taken communion before, but this would have been the first time that I, as dad, got to serve her communion. What I didn't know is the way that we were arranged that day last Sunday uh, in that circle, all of us standing around the circle, is that she was to my right, and I didn't realize that John was going to go right to left. And so it ended up that she served me communion. I was surprised. I was so excited about serving her communion, and she got to serve me communion. But not only that, but each night when we got back to uh, our, where we were staying there in Belize, we would share about God things that had happened, moments in the day where we really saw God show up. And someone pointed out that there were three father-daughter combinations on our trip, and each daughter got to serve each father communion on Father's Day in the jungle of Belize. It was a neat moment, and we reflected on that, and we thought about the fact that it was so great to see our daughters be able to do that and be able to serve us communion on Father's Day. I, I want you to put in your mind this morning two words. The first one is service. Service. While we were down there, and you'll be hearing the stories of Belize, I'm not going to share too many of them today, but you'll be hearing the stories in the weeks to come and seeing pictures posted and all that kind of thing. Um, but we saw service in an amazing way. Um, we were there to serve the people of Belize. And I got to tell you, the 16 people that were a part of our Belize trip from your church, you would have been so incredibly proud. They represented you so well, and they rep represented the kingdom of God so well because they had servant's heart. But the thing that I think all of us would say that we were surprised with is how much the people of Belize served us over 
and over and over again, they served us faithfully. And it was amazing to see people who had far, far less than most of us will ever have. They had far fewer of the luxuries that we here in America have. And with a smile on their face, they were so friendly and they served so faithfully. We watched as these families that lived six and maybe even eight in these small homes would serve each other by going out into the field and, and working and, and providing for their families or maybe um, helping uh, someone, a neighbor out. They served over and over and over again. And we saw an example of service. The second word that I want to put in your mind today is sacrifice. Service and sacrifice. We saw in an amazing way the sacrifice of people there in Belize. Your team that represented you, they sacrificed. They gave up some of their vacation days to go on mission to serve the people of San Marcos, this little village in Belize near the Guatemalan border. We saw people there that sacrificed themselves for us and for each other. And so we watched this. And I know that you've probably had moments in your life where you've served and you've sacrificed and you've watched other people serve and sacrifice. And it was an amazing thing to be able to see that in a foreign country and in a third world country. But I got to tell you, as I reflected on that throughout the week, the thing that kept coming to mind, the thing that uh, I, God kept reminding me of is the fact that the service and the sacrifice that we can provide to each other, whether it's friend to friend, whether it's a neighbor to neighbor, whether it's a church member to another church member, or whether it's a family member, all of that, even by serving in a foreign country, in a third world country, pales in comparison to the service and to the sacrifice that God did on our behalf by giving up his son, Jesus Christ. It pales in comparison because I want you to capture this this morning. He gave up the very life of his only son, his one and only son. And so today, as we gather around the communion table here in a few minutes, I want you to be thinking about service and sacrifice because that's what God, through Jesus, did for you and for me. You see, he willingly served us by willingly going to the cross. He willingly sacrificed his body. And some of you know communion as the Lord's table or the Lord's supper, and some of you may know it as the Holy Eucharist or Eucharist. And that word Eucharist literally means thanksgiving. And so today, as you come to the communion table, today, as you come to the Lord's table or the Eucharist, I want to encourage you, if you're a Christ follower in here and you've accepted him as your Savior, I want to encourage you to come around the Lord's table with the idea of being thankful for the service and the sacrifice that God gave us by giving up the most that he could. He gave up his son, Jesus, to give us eternal life. You see, the story of the God-man relationship in a nutshell is this. God created us, and he created a perfect environment for us. You can check out Genesis 1 if you want to find that out. And then man, Adam and Eve, sinned. They disappointed God. And in that very moment, for the rest of human history, sin entered the world. You and I are not exempt from sin. And the Bible clearly tells us 
that the results of sin is eternal death. Romans 6.23 says this. Check this out on the screens. For the wages of sin is, what's that next word? Death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, God cannot even look upon sin. He can't even interact with sin, and he can't even interact with our sin. And so there's judgment that comes into play with God, and that judgment is death. But God, by sending Jesus, allowed the judgment to pass for those of you who accept Jesus as your personal Savior. The passage we're going to be taking a look at today as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper is from Luke 22. I want you to read it with me today. We're going to be taking a look at verses 14 through 20. Take a look at Luke 22, 14 through 20. Luke writes this, And when the hour came, he, Jesus, reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Let me stop there for a moment. All the Jewish people that were close to Jerusalem, and even some who were far from Jerusalem, would have gathered that week. It was the week of Passover. And Passover was a celebration, was a remembrance, was a thanksgiving, a Eucharistio of the fact that God delivered the nation of Israel from the hand of the Egyptians by allowing the death angel to pass over. And so they celebrated this Passover feast, and Jesus was gathered with his disciples celebrating this Passover feast. Take a look at verse 17. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Now, Jesus, when he picked up that cup, I can picture him and imagine him reclining at the table. And he picked up a cup, one of four that would have been used in a typical Passover meal called the Seder Supper. And he would have picked up that cup. And in doing so, he would have automatically given his disciples a symbol, a picture in their mind of something. Because a cup in that manner in the Jewish culture represented God's judgment, but also his redemption. It represented God's judgment and his wrath, but it also represented his being able to take his people away from that wrath. And so Jesus, just in the symbol of picking up that cup, was saying to his disciples, I will be your redemption. And if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you know that if you were to die today or at this very moment that you haven't made good with God, you know that your sins are keeping you from God, there is nothing the Bible says that can take those sins away other than the cup of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. And so today, what we're remembering is the fact that God served and sacrificed for us to keep the judgment of God from us so that we can have eternal life. And if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus 
as your Savior. I pray that today is your day of salvation. In fact, on the back of that worship guide that you received when you came in today is information about how you can accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. And so while we're taking communion, I want to draw your attention to that. If you aren't a Christian today, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to challenge you and invite you to walk through that prayer that's listed there on the back of your notes. And for those of you who are Christ followers, I want to encourage you on this. I want to encourage you as you take communion, as you receive communion today, as you come to the table and receive this thanksgiving, this remembrance of what God did, I want to encourage you to more fully rely on God. If there's anything that we as a team, and I know the team would echo this, learned while we were in Belize, was to more fully rely on God. Because there were moments throughout every day that we had to rely on Him. And so I want to encourage you to remember sacrifice. I want to encourage you to remember service as you come to the cross today. As you look at this cross as you take that cup, as you take that piece of bread, think about the service and think about the sacrifice that God offered you in giving you eternal life. Focus on that today as you partake in communion. Here in a few moments, we're going to see some images on the screen and some music to go along with it. And as we do that, I want to encourage you to focus on that, to focus on those images, to focus on the music and think about that Passover meal. And when that video is done, Cynthia and the team, they're going to come back up here and sing. And while they're singing, I want to encourage you to come down to these tables. They're going to be ushers here to serve you communion, to serve you the Lord's Supper, to serve you the Holy Eucharist today. And as you receive that bread and that cup, you can take it back to your seat. You can pull over here on the side. You can come down to the cross. I want you to focus on what God did by giving his son the service and the sacrifice that he made for each one of us to keep us from the judgment and the wrath of God so that we can have eternal life with him one day. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Father God, thank you so much for all that you did on the cross. Thank you, God, for the service and the sacrifice that you gave us. God, as we saw glimpses of that as a team this week and we see glimpses of that in life all the time. God, there's no better picture of what it means to serve humanity and sacrifice for humanity than by giving up yourself. And that's exactly what you did on the cross. And God, we sing of your love. We sing of your grace as we just have. We sing of the 10,000 reasons why we have to give you praise. At the top of that list is what we celebrate today, is what we remember today with great thanksgiving. And now, Father God, as we prepare to come to your table, I pray over the next few moments as we watch these images and as we hear this music, God, that you would instill in our hearts the depth of the sacrifice that you made for each one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.